Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Life podcast brought to you by Product Marketing Alliance. My name is Emma Bellardi, and I'm a content marketer here at PMA. This week's podcast is sponsored by Product Marketing Core, PMA's very own product marketing certification program. With 11 modules, 68 chapters, 87 exam questions, 10 plus hours worth of learning, and official PMA certification, Product Marketing Core covers the A to Z of product marketing essentials. For more information, head to pmnalliance.co slash pmmc. As part of this series, we're connecting with PMMs all over the world about various product marketing topics. And in this episode, we're joined by Jenna Donlin, and we'll be discussing onboarding as a new PMM to the team. Jenna is a senior product marketing manager at Snowflake, a strong team player who moves seamlessly from creating strategies supported by market research to managing campaigns, measurement and optimization. And we're thrilled to have her on the show. Thanks for joining us, Jenna. Hi, thanks, Emma. Thanks for having me. No problem. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role at Snowflake? Yeah, so I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I've worked in both New York and now in the Bay Area. I recently joined Snowflake uh, this summer in July Mm -hmm. um, as a senior product marketing manager. I'm focused on the data warehouse workload, so I get to explore topics around migration, performance, um, analytics, work with a lot of our partners and and, uh, most directly with our product management team on product launches. Excellent. So clearly you have a ton of experience in the product marketing industry, Um, but could you talk us through how you prepared for the interview for this role and what you think sealed the deal? Yeah, I think for me, the first first thing I did that was really important and crucial was really thinking about what I wanted in my next role. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I had been responding and, and kind of looking at the market and looking what was available. And I've been talking with recruiters and I think based off of my last role, you know, I was, I was kind of in the consideration list for a lot of director roles. So managing a team, um, building out, uh, you know, from, from early seed stage opportunities. Um, I really liked that. I thought that that sounded really exciting and interesting. You, you kind of get this mix of management and, uh, you know, green space to go and explore. So I was like, okay, that sounds really, really cool. But as I was doing, uh, or as I was kind of going through interviews and having those conversations, I was kind of realizing that, you know, I wasn't as excited about the management portion. Not that I don't like working with people, but kind of the, you know, laying that kind of structural foundation, thinking about hiring and growing teams. It's really exciting and awesome, but it kind of takes you a little bit away from some of the the interesting work in, in product marketing for me right now at this moment in my career. So I think like the first thing I did that was really helpful was I created a list of like what, what really got me excited. Um, and so I had worked with a number of companies while I was at my last company, Braze, which is a customer engagement platform. Um, and one of them was actually Snowflake. But what I was trying to find were, were companies that their product really excited me. I, that I thought was really interesting and that I'd be like, man, I'd be so lucky to work on this. Um, This seems really exciting. Uh, And so um, I think the the first step was, was one identifying, uh, you know, what, what was exciting to me. And then the second was really going and and looking at my strengths and weaknesses. So uh, one of the things that I've, I've learned from talking with, with people is that product uh, marketers kind of, run the gamut of a lot of different backgrounds. Um, they have a lot of different, uh, you know, focuses or strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so one of the things that I was trying to figure out was like, how do I articulate what I'm really good at and then where, where I'm trying to grow? Um, and so that was another thing where I was like, okay, I'm really uh, excited about kind of um, operations. Um, so how do you kind of get things done? How do you get things out into the market that have high quality, but that are also, you know, fast and responsive and you're kind of testing and iterating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my weaknesses and, and, and I, I, I'd put management as a weakness right now. I'm, I'm probably going to come back there at some point, but I was also kind of realizing like, you know, it's not something that super energizes me. Um, yeah. And it's also not necessarily something that I have this like innate gift at. I think that I would really benefit from actually going into an individual contribution role, seeing how other really successful managers kind of navigate and build out um, programs. So I, I kind of copy that in the long term. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so then that's, uh, that's kind of, how how I approached um, the interview process. And, and I think ultimately being able to articulate that and also just show that excitement in the interview process is what really helped me um, kind of stand out from Absolutely. the Absolutely. And being like super honest about your capabilities and what you're comfortable with must have gone a long way as well. I think so. I think people, like, I think we often feel this pressure to put on this act that we're perfect at everything. And yeah. I think one of the things that I really appreciate in colleagues and I'm trying to live is, is showing that vulnerability and, and being really open and honest about here's what I think I bring to the table. Um, and here's where I'm leaning on you uh, yeah. to be, you know, the excellent uh, professional that you are. <laughs> so did you have a 30 day plan in place prior to joining the team? And um, if so, could you walk us through that? Sure. Yeah. Actually, as part of my interview process, they had me do a project. Um, the project includes included some messaging. Um, but the second part of it was, was building out, uh, a 180 day plan. Um, so yeah, right. So I wrote that <laughs> down into, uh, I wrote that down into three sections. So a 30 day, a 90 day and 180 day plan. And this is, again, I think where I kind of focused on my strength, which is mm-hmm. this kind of operational, um, approach. So I was like, okay, in the first 30 days, um, I'm going to try to build a strong foundation. The next 90 days, I'm going to like try to get on the board, get things done, roll up my sleeves. And then um, in 180 days, I want to take on a big bet. I want to kind of try to work on more of a strategic, bigger project. Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that I learned actually from uh, my last manager uh, at, at Braze was kind of a really effective way to kind of talk at an executive level um, about this kind of work. So I laid it down into objectives, um, measurement of success, and then the actions and deliverables um, that I would have in each of those sections. So for for, uh, 30 days and 90 days, I was really starting to say like, okay, what do I need to be successful? How do I access data? How do I understand um, the product roadmap and what's coming up? how do I work with the marketing team and the sales functions? Can I get uh, access to customers directly? Um, you know, by, by shadowing sales calls. Um, and then how do I translate that into things that are valuable for the business? So can I create marketing maps, um, you know, review messaging and make mm-hmm. updates? Think about like what my reporting dashboards look like. Um, and then because I was at my last company, uh, for, for more than four years, 
I realized that when, when a new person starts, you can often, you have this fresh perspective that you quickly lose, but it can be really <laughs> valuable. So I was like, okay, what if I did like a new girl report? So after that time, like, these are the things that I noticed. These are the things that I found amazing. These are the areas that I think, um, we can kind of dig in, um, as a company a little bit more. Um, so I, this kind of work like got me really excited too about the role where I was like, man, I can like really get in there and both have room to grow personally and professionally, but also like, I think I can make an impact, um, pretty quickly. Excellent. So in terms of expectations, did your first 30 days meet them or were there like curveballs that you didn't plan for? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> to both of us. I, I think that, um, one thing is my, my timelines are always really ambitious. Uh, so some things <laughs> yeah. took longer, uh, than I, than I expected. Um, I think it was great to have kind of that overall objective to just, you know, be like, okay, I'm still working towards that goal. Um, if things take a little longer, like understanding why, making sure that, um, I'm really honest and open. So I ended up joining in July, which our fiscal year is a little, it, it starts in um, February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it ends in January. So our end of quarter is actually the end of July. So getting uh, customer uh, and, and, and ride-alongs uh, for sales calls uh, didn't really kick off until yeah. um until like, you know, there's a lot of pressure on sales teams. So they're like, I, I, I definitely was like, oh man, like I don't want to be another, uh, you know, bother. Um, yeah. But then what ended up being amazing was um, because that was actually hard and I was trying to figure out how to do it. I, uh, I got an opportunity to sit in on QBRs. So um, I got this really great 30,000 foot view of the business um, really, really early. And it gave me a lot of ideas, a, a good understanding of where the sales team was was killing it and, and also where, um, you know, I could support uh, maybe some, some, some areas. Yeah. So as a kind of new product marketer um, to the company, so how, how important was it for you to seek clarification of what was and wasn't in your wheelhouse? So I think one of the things that's really interesting about Snowflake uh, and the fact that we we IPO'd in September, our team, uh, the product marketing team has been growing um, over time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're, we're thinking a lot about is how we start to uh, structure and weave together um, all of the different product marketing disciplines. Um, it's, it's a very elegant puzzle. So uh, one of my colleagues, on the solutions uh, team, Ganesh, he's he's really good at kind of seeing, uh, okay, here are the, the the structure of the message. Here's how we think about business outcomes, solution, sales plays. Here's how all of these things will start to integrate if we all kind of follow these types of templates. And so the company has been really encouraging um, yeah. all of us as product marketers to kind of be like, okay, well, what, what is a sales play? You know, you guys go go figure out exactly what that looks like for us. <laughs> yeah. And come back with with solutions. So they they're it's really cool to kind of be working with a team of of other product marketers uh, to do that. So, is there anything that you wish you'd done differently? Um, I think I was really eager to get on the board and, and just start doing projects, and I was glad that <laughs> I, I did that. But I think that uh, you know, as a new person, you're always in that like. You know, you want to kind of be in the thick of things, but you're also still wrapping up. So yeah. I think that I, I wish I would have spent more time, um, 
I, I think I, I spent too much time trying to understand our messaging um, and not enough in the product itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things I'm still, uh, and, and I actually, next quarter, I kind of want to make it a, a personal goal is, is becoming more demo proficient. Um, I want to be able to just do a basic demo um, where I'm, I'm comfortable, but I, I think that I want to get like really confident and, and crisp um, yeah. on that. So what was the biggest challenge you faced in the first 30 days of your new role? Yeah, I think one of the things that I kind of knew going in, um, but then was was very obvious when I got in, was that, you know, having been in my previous role for, for more than four years, I was really, you know, and that company had grown, I think, from um, like less than 100 to more than 500 people while I was there. Mm -hmm. So I felt really dialed in to how the organization operated, who to go to for what things, you know, the... Um, the ways to kind of navigate or, or motivate teams of people. Um, so I think for me at Snowflake, um, the first 30 days was just trying to understand like, okay, what does each team do? How do I interface with them? What are the expectations of me mm -hmm. um, with those relationships? Um, but then also what are the interpersonal relationships? Like how does, you know, each person, you know, get motivated or excited yeah. or, you know, my priorities fit into their priorities. Um, so. so did you set any personal goals? Um, and if so, what were your personal KPIs? Yeah. So, and this is, I, I think, going back to kind of talking about vulnerabilities and just all of us as humans, I think one of the things in, in starting a role that I was really excited about was, you know, wanting to perform really well at work, but also setting really healthy boundaries. Yes. Um, so COVID has been quite a hit uh, in, in a lot of different ways, working from home. Like it, it's so easy to just get up, start working, uh, you know, maybe feed yourself a little bit and then go to sleep and start all over again. Yeah. Um, so Absolutely. I was really, con <laughs> I was really conscious about trying to be like, okay, I, you know, by taking care of myself, I will actually help myself perform better um, because I'll be more alert, I'll be more energized, I'll be more excited. Um, if I'm willing to, you know, really watch my energy levels, really think about what things I'm taking on. Um, and also one of the things I've learned about myself is I have this like afternoon energy slump. Yeah. Um, but if I take a lunch break, so an hour where like, I just like look away from the computer, that that's less of an issue for me. So I was like, okay, like it's not a big deal to put a hour lunch break um, every day. <laughs> Most people are really respectful. Like if they do want to schedule over it, they're like, can I do it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can just yeah. move that around or I can shorten it. But like, it's great to kind of have that. And, and to just know that it does help me, mm -hmm. you know, make, make me more productive in the afternoon. Um, and then there's like some other things that I've learned that I, I feel less pressure if I know that one day a week, I can work really late. Um, I can just be like, okay, that deep work, I can just add on um, yeah. to the end of this work day or day. Um, and then also just kind of getting to know colleagues as humans um, can also make the day feel <laughs> a little uh, more real. Um, so just making time and being being open when people are like, hey, my life is happening right now. Can we talk yeah. about... Uh, you know, my uncle or, or, um, uh, my kids, et cetera. And I'm like, this yeah. is great. This is really exciting. <laughs> I actually value this, this time a lot. 
So these are some really good remote working tips as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all bumbling through it. Um, so I'd be curious to see what other people are doing. But um, I, and, and one of the things, too, is I feel like we often forget to talk about our human, like we're always like so focused on tips about how to be the most productive at work. So I try yeah. to try to be really open and honest that like sometimes me being productive at work is actually me being more productive and, and kind to myself and in, in personal lives. Absolutely. So is it going well? Are you, are you meeting them? You know, it's a day by day, but I think on the whole, <laughs> yes. Uh, I think um, I, I, I am in some ways like the the lunch thing seems to be this like big revelation, um, <laughs> and uh, and I was just talking with a colleague on about how um, you know work can really go in kind of pushes. Um, so like you know when you have a big conference coming up, it's just like you kind of you know lean into that and you're like this is this is a busy period and then there'll be these like nice little lulls so really trying to to kind of flow with that energy a little bit more than than trying to to like constantly be um 100 all the time sure so on this show we kind of like to wrap things up with some tips or some words of wisdom so do you have any tips or best practices you could share about starting a new position as a product marketer yeah, I think um, don't be afraid to get on the board like pretty early. Um, so trying to find like smaller projects. I think uh, the 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 time that I felt like I was really ramping up was when I was starting to kind of work with you know, different parts of the marketing organization, working directly, um, you know, to respond to different sales requests. Uh, so trying to find find those opportunities to work on those projects. And then just leaning on on your colleagues. A lot of times they're very excited to have you on the team, but they can also review your work and just make you more confident that you're not introducing um, any problematic, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, responses to to those requests. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jenna. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure pleasure talking with you. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you too. Take care. For everyone still tuned in, thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please help us spread the word to other product marketers. Before we leave you to get on with your day, if you want to get involved, here are a few ways you can. If you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are.